nice here we are so welcome back aiden um welcome back everybody um again my my name is kat this is aiden and this show is called what i wish i did not know welcome back if you're here if you've never been here before welcome we love you guys so much and um I know last episode I said that we were going to talk about FBI's most wanted, but I had a wild hair up my ass per usual and went down a bunny trail. This might be a two-parter. Oh, shit. Because uh, he did not realize. Okay, so the subject is cannibalism. Correctamundo. And I did not realize how much shit was, it was, honestly, it was kind of like, you know, when you Google, like, the Pegasus project. Oh gosh. Like it, it was, was it was literally like layer after layer after layer. And I was like, this is right. I, you, we can there's no way this can fit in one episode. Right. <laughs> it's impossible. So um so yeah, without further ado, how are you doing? How's life? Um, you know, living living my best life. I am drinking a hot toddy right now because um it is the cold season and I was mm-hmm. out of work for the past few days. So I'm just kind of getting over it. And I thought, oh, why not a hot toddy for a lovely ice storm here in the East Coast? So absolutely. That sounds fantastic. I I am drinking a old fashioned. Oh, nice. What's that? Um, So (laughs) I cheated because I ended up getting a premix at a secondhand place. So there's this place back where our parents live. We were out long story short we were in town visiting for the holidays and there's this place called chesapeake trader warehouse where things that like grocery stores and um department stores that sell like food items and like they get rid of it because it's close to its expiration date and so this woman goes in swoops in and buys it for like pennies on the dollar or for free so i ended up getting this pre-mixed um it's not alcohol it's like the simple syrup but it's like a flavored simple syrup that's supposed to be used for old fashions Mm. and so I have one shot of that with two shots of really 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 cheap bourbon Mm. and two large frozen cherries so oh wow mine's just literally some lime juice with hot boiling water a honey stick thing and um a few shots of jack daniels tennessee honey (laughs) absolutely uh tennessee honey is the bomb.com yes yes it is the whole website all right so wonderful these are our beverages everybody get your beverage get your warm blanket it is cold outside at least it's cold where we are Mm -hmm. um and strap in because this is this is honestly a bunny trail that we could go on for forever but I'm just going to go over some of the key points and then I'm sure we're going to have bunny trails which is fine everybody who doesn't like banter Mm -hmm. there are other shows for you to listen to so (laughs) um so what is cannibalism so I ended up looking it up and I have a, a like a whole bunch of different like references as far as like that I ended up using um I have everything from Smithsonian I have ATI, whatever that is, Live Science, Britannica, mm. and I think that's it. Like I used, I, do, I didn't want to use Wikipedia because mm. I know when it comes to Wikipedia, it's like, this could be accurate or I don't know, maybe it's not. So I decided, you know, Smithsonian, I feel like the Smithsonian should be pretty, in, in theory. Right. In theory, should be pretty accurate. Okay, so cannibalism. Cannibalism is also called anthropology. Apophagy. I don't know how to pronounce that name, so I probably said it wrong. Um, eating of human flesh by humans. The term is derived from the Spanish name cannibalis or cannibalis. Okay. Mm. Um, so basically, it's a Spanish name for eating humans because it derived from the Caribbean and the West Indies mm-hmm. um, because there are tribes known for practicing of cannibalism. Now, a widespread custom going back to early human history, cannibalism has been found among people in most continents. So it's not just like, you know, when you're in like middle school and they go over like the Aztecs and the Mayans mm-hmm. and they're like, they used to have human sacrifices and eat their hearts. And you're like, oh, oh okay, okay. Like that's where my mind like naturally goes, right? To like right. Indiana, Indiana Jones, um, the Temple of Doom, is that the one? Where like mm-hmm. the shaman man or whatever was like, 
yeah sacrificing people's hearts and eating them in front of people like yeah <laughs> that's where my mind like naturally goes <laughs> um so though many early accounts of cannibalism probably were exaggerated in error the practice prevailed until modern times in parts of west and central africa melanesia mm-hmm. like fiji like that whole area new guinea australia yeah. mayoris of new zealand which is a particular actually it's a subculture of um, New Zealand peoples, which I ended up looking into, that was very interesting. Mm. Um, and some of the islands of Polynesia, among tribes of Sumatra, and in various tribes of North and South America. So it's pretty much everywhere. There's <laughs> I mean, somewhere in some place, all over the place. Yeah, and it's interesting too because, like, the more I was reading about it, the more I realized, um, it was for different reasons like it wasn't just like oh um I'm hungry and I'm gonna eat this guy's brain today like it was Mm-mm. it was just so fascinating so in some regions human flesh was looked upon as a form of food sometimes equated with animal food so some basically the same as if you were to like have a cow butcher it and eat it for dinner um Ew. now long pig as previously discussed in the last episode I didn't know this it comes from the Melanesian pigton term so the, I guess the Malanese people, Melanese, mm-hmm. um, please correct me if I'm wrong on how to pronounce that because I do not know how to. Um, they basically, they created the term long pig, which I thought was very interesting. Well, let's just say that you were not the first person I'd heard that term from, but I had forgotten for a good reason what that <laughs> term meant until you brought that up last week. And I just want to say it was really funny all the people that were um, asking via, like, what I stated what the topic was for this week to my wife. Yeah. And when I, when you brought it up in the group chat with the other possible guest stars, and they were just like, what the fuck is that? And it's like, obviously, you did not listen to the first episode. <laughs> like, obviously. Uh, those, those six listens that we got, which, holler, shout out, I did not think we were going to get any listens. And I was like, oh, this is great. Six people. Um, yeah. Like, if there's enough to generate on the website, like, hey, you actually have a demographic. I was like, oh, my God. It's more than just one or two listens. This is fantastic. It's more than just myself. <laughs> Let me just go yeah. get my autograph book really quick. <laughs> I'm famous. Calm it's down. Not it's people. not that many people. It's only six people. <laughs> hey, if we ever if we ever get more than six lessons, I'm going to be over the moon freaked out, okay? Cuckoo bananas. Cuckoo bananas. Cuckoo, bananas. Cuckoo for cocoa. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Absolutely. Tricks are for fucking kids, except not. Give me those tricks. <laughs> Give me those tricks. Give me those tricks. So something this is really interesting. So Victorious Mayoris often cut up the bodies. So Victorious Mayoris is like a group of people. Okay. Often cut up the bodies of the dead after a battle and feasted on their flesh. Like what, to get their strength or something? Or just it, because? This one doesn't actually, I think it's more of like a dominating thing in this culture. Ugh. um like and which i'll go into of the psyche on that as well and which mm-hmm. will all completely reflect like serial killers and the psyche behind that and why they were eating people um yeah. i know it's kind of nasty this is a this is a wonderful topic mm, it's fantastic i'm ordering <laughs> dinner after this <laughs> <laughs> my wife was like so um when you're done are we gonna order dinner i was like sure <laughs> sure <laughs> Oh, order God. some long pig no absolutely not i'm having uh, pizza like god pizza sounds so good yeah anyway sorry uh, no you're fine um uh, so the batak of sumatra right mm. reported to have sold human flesh in the markets before the dutch came into rule or con- came under full control over over them so that's that's something i find very interesting because if it's sold in in, in your markets, right? In the marketplaces. That's kind of like, are you breeding humans to eat them? Like, how does that work? I'm just thinking of like, what's running through my head right now is Sweeney Todd. Um, <laughs> priest. Have a little priest. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is why I have you here. Like, uh, <laughs> like Helena speaking... Bottom Carter is like stuck in my head right now. Right. <laughs> She's not, go- not going away at all. She had this Absolutely. whole entire episode is just Sweeney Todd. I will only ever think of her whenever I see a meat pie and think, okay, it's probably human flesh. And yeah, mm. <laughs> it's not the cat down the street. It's not the cat down the street. 
In other cases, the consumption of particular portions of organs was a ritual means by which certain qualities of the person eaten might be obtained. So like you were talking about before, like gain their strength from their muscles or gain their grain, their smarts from their brain, you know, things like mm. that. Or to obtain powers of witchcraft or sorcery, which I thought was very interesting. Okay. Um, I had never seen that before. And I was just like, okay, like it reminds me of Hollywood. Like, you know, old Hollywood, like yeah. those movies where they're just like, I am going to get the strength of five men or I'm going to stay young, right? Like the use of the old, old hag is like, sorry, hag. Um, With this vial of blood. Yeah. I like, will once, me- I will now become <laughs> the ultimate wizard. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, it totally reminds me of like old Hollywood shit. Now, there's also ritual murder in Africa, um, Mm. and those were often related to sorcery, which I thought was very interesting. Um, That's the kind of magic I don't want to fuck with, you know what I'm saying? No, thank you. No, thank you. No voodoo for me. Um, The headhunters and... So, headhunters and others, right, consumed bits of the bodies or heads of deceased enemies as a means of absorbing their vitality or other qualities, so kind of just builds up on basically what we were talking about before. The Aztecs apparently practiced cannibalism on a large scale as part of the ritual religious sacrifices of war captives and other victims. So basically they practiced cannibalism because they overtook somebody else's property or, you know, a group of people and decided, okay, we're going to have this ritualistic religious sacrifice and we're going to eat you kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That's a holler um, meaning to, um, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Oh my God. Mm. Now, I, we had talked about this before, Aiden, about um, in some cases, the body of a dead person is ritually eaten by its relatives. And there's, yes. a word, there's a word for this. I know. I actually went and I looked into it. Oh, well, not, not the ritual itself, but like what? Um, what came it's out of called it. for yeah like, it, like okay so there, there is a disease people get like what mm-hmm. is what is that like i it's called kuru like that's it's um kuru disease it's that that's the um one way of saying it but it's actually there's a very long name for it and it's like kreutzfeldt jacob disease okay to know for it, me yeah so it developed in a tribe of Papua New Guinea via funerary cannibalism. So the deceased family members were traditionally cooked and eaten, which was thought to be to help free the spirit of the dead. I learned about this back in like 2011 when I was in sociology 101 in college. But um, women and children usually consumed the brain and the organ in which infectious prions or prions were most concentrated, thus allowing for transmission of Kuru, or the other very long name I cannot pronounce. Um, the disease was therefore more prevalent among women and children than it was among the men. And it actually, mm. it, it's actually pretty intense. Um, usual onset often takes years or even decades for symptoms to appear after exposure. But once it starts, you have about 11 to 14 months to live. And then Jesus. Yeah, it is, what? it is always fatal. There's no way to, to like, there's no way to keep it from happening. Like, and I went on the CDC website. If you get diagnosed with this, you can have like, I think it's like morphine as a treatment. And it is <gasps> insane. What it'll do is it'll give you body tremors, random outbursts of laughter, gradual loss of coordination, like complications would be infection and pneumonia during the terminal stage. But um, when I looked- Oh my God. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, Risk factors is having at least one living or deceased ancestor with the disease in the case of it being hereditary. But- um, other symptoms include in early it's memory problems, behavioral changes, poor coordination and visual disturbances. And then later it's dementia, involuntary movements, blindness, weakness, and coma. So it's, it's really so, intense. I don't like that. No, like the only medication they have is for pain relief, which is morphine and methadone. So, so just don't eat your neighbors. Okay. Just don't, <laughs> don't eat somebody's brain. 
that already yeah. has the disease. Mm-mm. That's essentially what you have to do. Mm-mm. 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 Ew, that is so fucking mm. gross too. Yeah. Now, Aboriginal Australians perform these kinds of practices as an act of respect, like you had talked about, like mm-hmm. if a member dies, you're like, oh, let me just eat your brain. Just let me just scooch you. Let me just eat it real quick and then die six months later. <laughs> yeah. I think it's crazy that it it it's that the, the disease kind of sleeps it, or it can be it takes decades it takes three, yeah like yeah. that's insane to me yeah when i went and i looked at the longer version of it the onset's usually around the age of 60 <gasps> and 70 percent of those that are diagnosed with it die within a year of diagnosis sheba so everybody just died as it died around the age of 60 in that tribe i guess well I mean, I wouldn't say it was all of those people that in the tribe, but it was definitely if your family member had it, that is how they contracted it was by eating that brain with the disease mm. already. Ew. Oh, ugh. yeah. <laughs> so gross. Like I knew I had heard it from like somewhere, <gasps> somehow. I mean, it had been over 10 years, so I had to like freshen my mind up on it a little bit, but I figured this, it out. This reminds me, there was another, gosh, do you remember? Um, that scene in indiana jones where it was with him and the girl um i think it was the one about um the gosh sorry everybody of our family members i'm failing you right now with my with my uh my christian history but the the (laughs) i know i know i know shop shop um (laughs) ah which 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 Indiana Jones are we talking about? The first box. Of all? The box. Um, You're talking about the Ark. The Ark of the Covenant. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that one, I think there was a scene where they were like with a tribe or whatever, and they were eating brain. I do you remember that? I don't remember which one it was. That was, wasn't that wasn't the um the one with the Ark. That was Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Okay. That was all Temple of Doom because they were eating something with the tribe and Indy was like it's literally considered a disrespect if you don't eat the food that they're providing you and then when they were all sitting around the table they opened up it like it was literally brains as a delicacy and I was just like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Hollywood yet again yeah yet again so basically long story short cannibalism's been around for a long time and it's in a whole all different kinds of cultures you do it for all different kinds of reasons whether it's overcoming an enemy respecting an elder or a deceased family member or just having a a religious uh, ceremony of overtaking other people it just so many different things so I thought it was very interesting because I always kind of associated it with I guess you could call it barbarianism or like Mm. I don't know like I always just was like oh my gosh like why would you eat somebody else like it's so heinous like why would you eat another person but um it's also common or has been linked to situations of people that are in life or death situations so like say like okay like like again Hollywood like when you're stuck in a cave and it's snowing outside and you're stranded you don't know where you are so basically the Donner party yes <laughs> i'm like i was waiting for you to just say it i was like it's the donner party right yeah yeah about the donner party mm-hmm. and even though the native americans were like here here's some food they were like no we have to eat ourselves like no what are you doing stop. like stop stop which comes to okay so there is um mythology linked to going further into the history of of cannibalism and cannibalistic acts there is a spiritual um, mythological creature that is linked to this in Native American history. You're talking about the Wendigo. The Wendigo, exactly. Wendigo. Now, uh, if, if you all have not heard, and that's and this is or and that's all we drink. Did a segment on the Wendigo. It is fantastic, as well as um, did Coffee Table Mythos do it? Shamelessly, I'm going to plug it in. Yes. <laughs> Capitable ah, Mythos. If you have you haven't heard of Capitable Mythos, you have to get into it. They talk about fantastic or, or Aiden, you talk about it because this is Aiden's brainchild. Um, yeah. it um, is amazing. So it's okay. Like it it's definitely something where we were kind of 
we're the first season's done with it, but the next season's probably going to be um, a little bit updated once we get back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the Wendigo episode, I had to do a lot of research. Mm-hmm. And by a lot of research, I mean, like, I purchased books. I went and I was like, okay, I don't want to not do this justice right because Mm -hmm. it is a definite cultural thing Mm -hmm. but there were things that i did not know about some of the lore and the mythology prior because i mean i saw it in supernatural right they have like an episode in supernatural (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's like there's a lot of media around it but then there's actually like in some instances the wendigo is more of like a trickster spirit Mm -hmm. than because for example in one instance it was like they talk about that there's like a dream that you have where the wendigo basically is like okay have this food and it looks like regular food but you're at after you start eating it it actually is human flesh and then you start actually like craving the human flesh supposedly after the fact it's so scary because um like every time i've read about it or heard about it whether it was an article a book or a podcast I always have nightmares like it's so scary like it freaks me out because it's like this whole thing where it's like well the artwork that I did definitely uh, freaked Lisa out for mm, sure oh my gosh you're on um you're on Instagram right yeah yeah coffee table mythos has its own Instagram you can see the Wendigo um look it up y'all like I did the uh the sketches and everything but the the painted part like I basically told her what colors I wanted where and mm-hmm. she did it and it turned out pretty good but it freaked the fuck out of her too we now have nightmares which means we're we will now also become Wendigo <laughs> not necessarily not not quite like that but yeah, yeah. so um this also kind of brings the question right well what is it what does it taste like why is it called long pig right like isn't that i i personally would not want to try it Mm-mm. um no but thank you i've heard i said so there are some people like uh wine and crime was talking about um cannibalism on an episode i think it was one of their early episodes like a couple years ago mm-hmm. and um they oh my gosh one of the one of the hosts was like i don't know man if i get a if I have a leg amputated, I mean, I could take that home and, and, and fry it up and see what it tastes like. And I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, it made me like, oh, full body shivers, right? Like, <laughs> no, thank Listen, you. going into a morgue and watching them doing like the autopsies and then mm-hmm. like deciding, oh, you know what I could do with some ribs right now is not the same as like the idea of like actually eating a piece of human flesh. No, thank you. Those are two different things to me. It, it like, really I'm it really sick is person that can like actually stand there watching them doing that and I'm like okay well like I'm getting hungry it's lunchtime I'm gonna go ahead and get a bite to eat because like you get desensitized after you see so much of it which is right. like terrible it's terrible but it's well, true but, but here's the thing though I feel like you can kind of become desensitized to a point depending on like if that's your job right Mm-hmm. like you like that's your well, job description when like you think you, about it in a medical standpoint like when mm-hmm. they're when you know that they're doing it to try to find like a disease that possibly happened or like what happened to this person for them to have died mm-hmm. like it's it's different you're, you're thinking about it in a different light like it's sad yes that that person had a brother or a sister or a mother or a father or they were the mother the father the sister the brother it's like that that in itself is sad especially when it's kids Mm-hmm. but oh I couldn't do that mm. but to to put it into the medical standpoints like we need to figure out like what happened so we can prevent this from happening again mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit easier to stomach well yeah it's like especially when you're I mean okay like what happened to them did they have a heart attack did they have a stroke did they were mm-hmm. they murdered you know like what what's going on here and when you're trying to investigate something like that I mean it definitely does bring a different level right. to the table um yeah well, no, what, I, what was even worse is I'm sorry go ahead no no, no you're fine Oh, what was worse is like they were like oh the smell is gonna be so bad oh my gosh dead bodies and i'm like oh okay so i'm like walking in there and i'm like it's literally smells like my neighbor oh because <laughs> so, when you told me that so okay so um if baltimore city sm- sorry baltimore if baltimore city <laughs> smells like a morgue in the middle of the summertime 
Yeah, it's not cute. If it smells like death, that's a very unique pungent smell. smell. Yeah, it's yeah. not like anything else. Because I always thought that that was like something else as a smell. Like I had smelled it before, but I didn't. I didn't associate it with death. Mm-hmm. I associated it with like, oh, that smells bad. Like I have, no, I had no <laughs> idea. And then I'm like, I'm in a morgue. I'm like, yeah, that's what sm- death smells like. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no the realization (laughs) just kind of hit me like a wave i'm like oh i've been around things i shouldn't have been around (laughs) oh no see that's that's something like like as a kid like when like a a rat or something dies in the the attic and you have to go get it because it's starting to make the house smell that's different or like that sweet it's like almost like a sweet pungent smell like it's so unique like when I smell uh excuse me if I smell a rodent or some kind of animal that's decomposing I'm like okay I know exactly what that smell is like I will not not know what that is but I but I don't want to know what a human to be decomp 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 Jesus decomposing human body Jesus take them out (laughs) okay yeah so, so to piggyback onto that, I'm going to bring you into William Seabrook. Have you heard of him? Mm, he was an, maybe. He was an author and a journalist back in the 1920s. And he traveled to West Africa, okay? Okay. And he, he, he spent some time with this cannibalistic tribe. Hmm. And he thought, you know what? I'm going to come back to Paris after my journey and I'm going to um, visit a local hospital for some human meat and cook it myself Mm -hmm. see what it's like and these are his words are you ready okay this is an entire quote it's a little lengthy but I feel like it's totally worth like it's it's needed per quote it was like good fully developed veal not young but not yet beef oh It was very definitely like that. And it was not like any other meat I had ever tasted. It was so nearly that good, fully developed feel that it was like, think no person with a palate of ordinary normal sensitiveness, sensitiveness could distinguish it from veal. So basically if you'd never had human meat and somebody was just like, here you go, I got you some beef. You'd be like, oh, okay, checks out. (laughs) Like you would not cipher it from anything else. It was mild, good with no other sharply defined or highly characteristic tastes such as like goat or high game meat. So it wasn't like, if you've ever had goat, you know, like goat is very distinct. It's very, very strong. It's very, um, it has its own characteristic. I personally am not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of goat. It's too gamey for me. Mm-hmm. I, I do like, um, I like venison. I like, I like, I like deer. It depends um, I, on how venison is cooked for me. Right. Well, yeah, because it's ga- it is a gamier meat. Like it's yeah. not, you know, it's not for everybody and it has to be made just right. Just like lamb, right? Yeah. I'm sorry to all the vegetarians and vegans out there that are like absolutely attractive. <laughs> they're like, well, oh my God, they're talking about eating meat. That's terrible. You are mm-hmm. sick human beings. I'm sorry. I had a vegetarian phase. I did three years without meat. I used to get nightmares about eating meat. I eat meat now, so now you're living the nightmare. Uh, well, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I I didn't do it for the right cause <sighs> when I was being a vegetarian. First like, of all, first of all, first of all, I'm gonna like chime in here really quick, and this is totally gonna be non PC. But your first crush was a vegetarian, and I kind of feel like maybe that was involved. Yeah. Maybe. That was definitely part of what it. What we do for love. I did all kinds of shit for 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 all of my crushes. Are you kidding? Like I would, I like skateboarding. Bitch, me too. Like I can't stand on a skateboard, but hell, like I know, I know it's my favorite thing. Like, I absolutely. Are you? Yes. <laughs> I remember that phase. Oh my god! Horrible. Oh yeah. Okay, so we're going to get more into this really quick. It's gross. If you want, if you don't want to hear the rest of this, um, fast forward a few seconds, probably a good 10 seconds, it'll be over with. 
I want y'all to know I don't have that option. You are you're stuck. I'm I'm, I'm here for this. Strap in. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're just gonna go on this roller coaster ride with or without the screams. So, the roast from which I cut and ate a central slice was tender. In color, texture, smell. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was well. It was well in taste. Mm-mm. It strengthened my certainty that if all the meats we habitually know, veal is the one meat to which this meat is accurately comparable. Oh my! And quote. Do you know how desirable veal is? These people, these are revolutionary and like just these different tribes, right? They're eating prime cut veal shit, like prime cut meat. Like you know, that's I wouldn't think of it that way. Like it's like okay, like like no wonder they had it in the markets. Like, nope. are you kidding? Nope, I'm good. I'm I'm good. I just thought that. Yeah, I feel like I would never. I eat will. Human meat. I will pass. I would never eat human meat. Um, even if so, so let's just say I had, got sick and I had to get my leg amputated, I still would not eat it. But yeah. Um, like, do you remember Bunny Trail? Very related. Back in the early 2000s, there was a gentleman that had a taco truck in South Southern California. And he got arrested or was found out by the FBI that apparently he was selling not ground beef or pork tacos, but human tacos. Do you um, remember this? Oh, no, I did not remember this. What? Where yeah. was this? Was this while we were living in Southern California? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember, like, I remember being in elementary nope. school. Yeah. Not okay. Not okay. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we had ever been to that particular taco truck but um oh, I, I remember being on, a, on, on on like the, the schoolyard and the kids talking about it and it was on the news I remember watching it on the news because our parents used to have the news on every morning getting ready for school and yeah it was all over the news I I don't remember all the details but I, all I remember is that some guy had he was selling ground beef but it wasn't ground beef it was it was human meat. And I'm Diane, remember Diana, my best friend in elementary school and middle school. Yep. Her father told us about it too. Like it was like, it wasn't like this. It was like, everybody was talking about it. It was a buzz because it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe some guy was selling tacos, human tacos. Oh my God. Like, oh, like, oh, like it, it just goes to show like you would not know. Like if somebody was just like, here, I made you a roast. Don't go to your friend's house and eat a roast if you don't trust them. Just saying. The same. Yeah. Now let's go to the psychology of it. Okay. You ready for this? I'm not probably ready, but I'll keep on going. Pathological cannibalism is what I want to get into. Because we kind of we already went into the whole like cultural thing, right? Because it is a part of some cultures, and that is something to be to a point you have to acknowledge that because you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but pathological cannibalism is actually extremely rare according to lifescience.com. Um, and it's thought to occur in only two types of individuals, okay? Those suffering from severe psychotic mental illness mm-hmm. and those experiencing extreme forms of significant paraphilia or like sexual desire, right? Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> oh. I know, I know, I know. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. This is probably nobody else wanted to be a part of this. You, I, I it was... <laughs> It was funny. Get everybody away. I was like, what's that? What's long pig? It's, it's long eating pig. human flesh. Human fucking flesh, y'all. The, the radio silence on the radio chat. As soon Everybody's- as you said that, I was like, no one else is showing up, are they? Nope. Okay. Everybody's like, it's a no for me. Um, so, paraphilia is sexual desires gratified by dangerous activities, according to the researchers. So, basically, like, sadists. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, the psychology of all of this is you're not a normal person, okay? You either have schizophrenia or a personality disorder, or you associate it with a, a sexual arousal. And those people that have that problem usually had significant childhood trauma. So, and, and, and significant childhood trauma is the, the, the distinct two different kinds that they're talking about are abandonment which is actually linked to severe issues later on in life, believe it or not, for developmental um, issues with the brain. Huh. Yeah. Abandonment has actually been linked, believe it or not, 
to more severe issues than somebody who was physically beaten. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So whether it's emotional or physical abandonment, it's been actually linked to be more detrimental to a child's development than if you were, you know, beaten and raped. Okay. That's not good. It's not, yeah. Right. Like it's, 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 I personally but like. With that being said, like they still go through a lot of, um, like everybody has a different experience. Right. So like, I'm not gonna. I not to discredit those that have gone through those type of traumatizing experiences, but yeah. Well, and and it's it's really sad because it's like, I I personally, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. Um, I've only taken a couple classes in psychology, so I'm not I'm not a specialist on this at all. But of all the research I've looked into, mm-hmm. um, I really find it sad, like the nature versus nurture mm-hmm. argument. I'm sure there are cases out there where it's just like that person was fucking evil from the day they were born. But there's, I feel like there are so many more situations where it was like, maybe Karen, maybe Martha, you know, whatever your name is, maybe you shouldn't be beating and abusing and isolating your child seven days a week, 365, because then they're going to grow up and they're going to start killing people because they feel the need to habitually murder their mother in a significant in a like a what's the word I'm using I'm losing words but basically there are so many serial killers where they had mommy issues or they had daddy issues because they they, they are overtaking their abuser and it's like a like in a, a symbolic way when they're going in and they're just like okay I am going over and over and over and over again I'm murdering my mom or I'm murdering my dad because they abused me my entire life and I'm trying to overcome this and psychologically when people that are doing that when they start eating those people it's the same thing just like we talked about before psychologically when those different cultures were eating the people that they overcame right right it's it's so reflex and I think it's very interesting that the human brain goes to that level. like the human brain goes to that place of I'm overtaking this this abuser mm-hmm. I'm overcoming this trauma by overcoming this issue like I have control now like I have control over this and I find it 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 totally reflects on so many different serial killers and they don't have to be serial killers but maybe somebody who um was abused or hurt and they felt the need to murder their their parents like there are so many situations where there are and if you want natural birth control look up no seriously google children child daughter or son like choose one of them words murders parents you will be fucking surprised how many children child murderers oh my god it is and it'll be for like the stupidest shit like he didn't agree with my boyfriend like are you kidding me right now or they didn't approve of my girlfriend. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah, because your boyfriend was 22 years old and you're 16. Shut up. Oh like, my gosh. No, seriously, I'm serious. Like, it is so common. And like, you would think it wouldn't be as common, but it's more common than I think it should be. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and that'll be a whole different subject, a whole different episode, but. Um, right. But yeah, so <sighs> personality disorders and schizophrenia are the two main psychological issues that are linked to this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is very sad because schizophrenia is one of the least, um, if you have heavy, heavy, heavy schizophrenia, right? Like if you're a knee deep into schizophrenia and you're, you're battling that mentally, that is such a sad battle and there's not a whole lot of treatment for it. Like you can take medication for it, but again, you have to take the medication. Right. So it's just, it's so sad. I've met so many people that have family members who've had it that, they passed away unfortunately because of complications due to having schizophrenia and it's just so sad Mm. guess what other personality disorder has been linked to this what narcissism oh lord okay narcissistic Uh, personality disorder oh my gosh (laughs) Mm mm-hmm yep so it's just very interesting that that psyche is a part of it because I'm just like, okay. 
Mm-mm-mm-mm. What was their snapping point? I don't want to be on that side. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I want to close this pretty soon. I there's so much that we can go over this. Um, but basically, there's so much history on it. It's very fascinating. Um. There are a lot of serial killers that go into it that have decided to okay well might as well just eat them now i do want to go before we before we leave i do want to go into um a case that i believe morbid went over but Mm -hmm. i ended up looking it up as well and it's semi-recent it's from 2001 and it happened in germany okay okay so according to the Smithsonian, in 2001, a lonely computer technician living in the countryside of northern Germany advertised online for a well-built man willing to participate in a mutually satisfying sexual act. Oh, my Lord. Now, this piggybacks on what we were talking about previously about, you know, the status, like, yeah, getting off. Mm-hmm. Nope. His name was Armin, and I'm totally going to say this wrong. Mivis, I think. Um, he, it's spelled M-I-E-W-E-S, but it's German. So I'm just going to go with Mivis. Hmm. Um, Armin Mivis's notice was similar to many others in the internet, except for a rather important detail. The requested man must be willing to be killed and eaten. Oh. Now, he didn't have to look far because 230 miles away in Berlin, an engineer called Bernd Brandis agreed to travel to Mavis's farmhouse. And there, a gory video later found by police documentary documented Brandis consensual participation in the deadly dinner. Oh my god. They videotaped that shit, dude. No, thank you. Mm-mm. I don't want to draw. Okay, this is why I'm not a police officer. This is why I will never be in the FBI or the CIA or a police force. I could never do it because I there's so many there's so much ugly shit out there i I don't want to be exposed to you're like i'm good now the cannibalism was both a shock to the german public and a conundrum to german prosecutors wanting to charge mavis with a crime right so basically it was like well you fucking killed somebody and you eat him um that's not cool right right but it was consensual and it was verbalized as being consensual in the video now, cannibalism might be humanity's most sacred taboo, but consent of a victim typically eliminates a crime. Okay. More technically, cannibalism is not designated as illegal in Germany's extensive criminal code, which I find very interesting. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Until that point, laws against murder had sufficed to cover cannibalism. So basically it was like, well, if you're going to be eating somebody, chances are you're killing them, right? So cannibalism, it was kind of like if you're, if you're pulled over for like, you're pulled over for speeding, but you also have a taillight out. Mm-mm. The secondary offense is the taillight, but you're pulled over for speeding. It's like, okay, well, you killed the person, but we're also going to dock you for cannibalism, basically. Now, if Brandis had volunteered his own life, how could Mavis be accused of murder? Mm. Now, because of his victim's consent, Mavis was initially found guilty of something akin to assisting suicide and sentenced to only eight years in jail. Eight years in jail. Mm. Had there not been whis- has there not been widespread uproar about the seemingly lenient penalty? Mavis would have not been would Mavis would be out of jail by now, um, but instead the uproar led to a subsequent retrial where Mavis was found guilty of killing for sexual pleasure. So basically, they were just like, you know what? No, no, no. You wanted sexual pleasure out of this, and you fucking killed a guy. So no. Mm. Mm-hmm. So and at this point, he's still in jail. He's probably going to spend the rest of his life in jail. Now, the unusual Mavis case is just one of the topics of discussion. During that, I didn't know this was a thing. There's an interdisciplinary cannibal conference that's held in Manchester Museum. Hmm. Interdisciplinary cannibal conference. Like, so this is common enough. 
or they have to have a conference about it. Oh my gosh. I can't. I really can't. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, so basically, so long, yeah, so long story short, it's, it's, it's actually a lot more common than you think. It's all over the, it's all, it's all over the world. It's not as common nowadays. A lot, most cultures have kind of pretty much stopped doing it. Um, or quote, quote, civilized world it's so it's such a like every article I was reading it just like look, look just because somebody has a different culture doesn't mean they're not civilized right. um you know colors of the wind insert here but it just like I find that perspective very like close-minded and not open-minded and stuff like that but I I feel like there are certain things in life you just should never do and one of those things I do believe is eating other people and I just that's just how I feel about it um next episode we're going to get into specific um a specific um, murderer who decided that he felt that it was necessary to eat his victims to be closer to them because he had separation anxiety. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll get into that next episode. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. If you're able to eat after this, you know, I, you know, I assumed that long pig was called long pig because I thought it tasted like pork. I had heard for so many years that it tasted like pork. Um, yeah. All the articles I was reading was saying that it was a sweet, tender meat that was similar to veal or beef. I even read some articles that were saying that it just tastes like beef. And I was just like, oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Great. Oh, and there Don't were articles. worried that you're like so hung up over what the taste is. Well, because like, okay, like they're talking about different parts of the body, like the butt and the and the breasts. Okay. The breasts apparently are very, very good. Very delicious. Um, Apparently the ribs are really good and the butt's really good. And I was just like, you know what? I'm good now. I'm, I'm now forever scarred. Hmm. So now I'm a vegetarian. No. <laughs> Almost. Almost. I like pepperoni pizza too much, so it wouldn't happen. That was the thing that got me. I was a vegetarian for three years, and then like one night, I was just like, I need that pepperoni in my life. Absolutely. Everything. (laughs) No, I mean, is there such thing as like an occasional vegetarian? Like you're vegetarian for like most of the time, but then when you're craving a pizza on your period, like give me a double pepperoni pizza. Like I, I don't know if that's how that works. I guess it depends on the reason you're a vegetarian. Right. Because, like, people do it for moral reasons. But yeah. then there's people that do it for other reasons, too. So You know I Zendaya? Know. I, think she's, I think she's vegan. There's a lot of people that are vegan these days. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, my gosh. And, like, when you hear her talking about it, I was just like, oh, my gosh. You're about to make me cry. Like, uh, have you seen cows? blow dried yes they're very adorable like i want i want a cow so bad as a pet but i know my husband would want to eat him for dinner so (laughs) that would be a conflict of interest so (sighs) (sighs) well thank you again i'm just gonna go ahead and wrap this up i want to thank everybody for listening um hopefully crazy feeling sick by now yeah please don't feel sick at this point um if you're not a vegan or a vegetarian you probably will be at the end of this episode or maybe maybe the next next episode after that because when we get into the psych so we went into the psychology of it we went into the history of it and sociology of it um like basically like this is what different cultures go through and what they do it why they do it all that all that jazz at this point so but I think it's, you need to note it. I mean, I think it's important for history because if you don't write it in history, if you don't look into it, if you don't do your research, history will repeat itself. And I feel like it's kind of like why we're doing this. Like, it's like why I'm having this podcast, why we're all having like a discussion about these subjects. It's because it's, it's important for people to know and have awareness of um, people that hurt people, signs to look out for. If somebody's right. missing, if somebody's been kidnapped, right. um, cannibalism like different things and, and I think that's something that we said too is mental health is so important right. and 
when somebody who is not mentally stable or a whole all wholly there completely there like there are something to be said about that I think it's more sad I find it more sad than anything else like that's just my opinion um well also um it's kind of like I see all these posts and these memes about how or people talking about how like why are all these girls listening to these murder true crime like horror paranormal podcasts it's like well it actually has to do with the fact that we're you know used to like gives you a kind of like tips and tricks of things that have happened in the past so you know mm-hmm. not like what to look out for right like it, so. it, it's awareness and I think awareness is very important and very valuable in today's society yeah um so yeah hopefully hopefully you keep listening hopefully you enjoyed this if you didn't that's fine too totally get it if you turned it off already see you next week um (laughs) (laughs) hopefully i'm looking to post every monday if not every um basically by monday every week um so if you tune in if you listen feel free to um every episode will be different um next week we'll be talking about a serial killer who went into eating his victims and that's like we already went through the psychology of that subject so it'll be pretty much a deep dive into his his life who he was why he did what he did and it's just going to be very interesting so thank you for joining us have a wonderful day and stay warm out there y'all stay safe (laughs) stay safe be well take care of yourselves (laughs) self-care self-care Take a nice hot shower, nice hot bath. (laughs) Put on the scent. Put on the scented candles. Listen to some Enya. Oh my God, Enya! Or blast that Metallica. I don't know whichever works out for you. Mm, Metallica Enya. (laughs) Metallica Enya. It's both at the same time. It's both. Oh my God. Well, have a wonderful day, y'all. Enjoy your week and keep it crazy. Bam. Oh, 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 oh,